Hello and welcome to the Talk is 3D podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Hickey, and today, delighted as always to be joined by Kevin Coyley. Darren is on the missing list, so Adam O'Neill, or as you better know him, I'd say, as Chops has joined us. Chops, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for the invite, Jamie. It's great to be here. No problem at all. Kevin, how are we all? I'm sick of Sevilla winning the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every year, and it can't be possible, but every year they seem to... It seems to fucking win it. Um, but we are uh, talking to you after, I suppose, after 3-0 loss to Galway and their 3-0 loss to Finn Harps. Um, apologies about the podcast last week. There was a bit of a... There's a fella there for Sevilla, right? Sorry, no, but there's a fella there for Sevilla, that Jordan fella. And I'm only have to notice now that he looks like Mark Ludden. So anyway, carry on. Mark Ludden with a 10. I must look out for yeah. him. As, as, as Tommy said in his uh, little... Interview with Limerick leader this week. All the Galway boys sunning themselves before, before the match. But we'll get onto that in a in a little while. Um, yeah, I suppose last week we we had a bit of a technical difficulties when releasing the podcast that uh, we won't go into too much detail about now. But um, apologies about not being able to release it. So we, we, if I can get some bits of that back, I'll release it about the Galway game. But we'll just kind of focus on the Finn Harps game this week. Um, Chapsine is, is your our new resident host. We'll uh, give you your first take on on Finn Harps on Friday night. Ah, uh, it was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, like, uh, oh, like it, it, it's just one of those things. Like one of those games where both teams weren't great. Like so they they set up well once once they got the goal. Um, look, obviously it was it was a, a, a bad penalty to give away. Um, but look, obviously Darren is young, so we'll just get over it. Um, but yeah, I know we didn't create much, like, did we? Do you know, mm-hmm. um, I expect I expected a lot more from us. Um, but look, obviously, you know that's that's two training losses on the bounce. So look, hopefully we can bounce back this week. I know it's another tough game, but to kind of get on the ball more and, and start creating stuff, especially against teams that are around us, because they're the games we really need to win. Yeah. Um... Kevin, it was something that we, we answered a couple of weeks ago leading up to the Galway game was someone asked, would would the Galway game define us? And I think as Chop said rightly there, it's not the games against Galway and, and Galway and Waterford. It's the games like Finn Harps. It's the games like Wexford coming up on the bank holiday Monday that that you really need to be winning or trying to get a result out of anyway. Yeah, look, when you're playing Finn Harps at home, you should be winning. You should be aiming to win. You know, it's... Simple as that. Like, look, I know, as as Chop said, it's not it's not the games against the likes of Galway, Waterford to define us. But you know, you would have expected some bit of a bounce back after the the Galway game, like wouldn't you? Which which didn't come at all. Yeah. Um. Just on that, I suppose, Kevin. Just the penalty, like we said, the Darren. Look, you said earlier he's going to make mistakes. This is just one of those where he lunged in, uh, contact made penalty. Second goal, free kick, keeper side, could he have saved it, hit with a lot of power. Um, then the third goal, I don't even remember the third goal actually. It was the breakaway in the last minute. Oh yeah, the last minute, yeah. And the yeah. cone got thrown onto the pitch. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose Kevin, quality of goals, how would you kind of, it, it's a pity when two of them are set pieces and, and then look the third one is kind of 
we're going for the game a bit. And even though it's kind of dead and buried at that stage, but yeah, look, I think you kind of summed it up well there. Was like Darren is young, and that's the kind of thing that happened. Um, personally, I think having seen the clip of it back, it's easy to say from being in the stand and sitting there now, but I think Hala should have done better. Like, he, he got a hint it. it was kind of right towards him. And, like, power or no power, that's your job. I don't, do you know what I mean? It's, it's your job as the goalkeeper. When something is like that to, yeah. to be getting that's to that. The, the free kick, Kevin, is it? For the free kick. If you watch, if you watch yeah. the video of it, like, you know, but, um, look, even aside from the goals, I think it's the second time now we've played halves where um, they've completely all battled us. They've completely outfought us. They've, like they, they seemed far more up for it than we did, and we just seemed very lax and very, I don't know. Just after this, the second time it's happened against them, and Harps aren't a good team, so oh. it shouldn't be happening. They, they should have been trying to put things right, and it was shit to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I suppose on that chops they seem to be a, a, a small bit of a bogey team again. It's like Emory FC coming back to haunt us, but uh, yeah, it's going up there. You can make the argument, look, the long travel up on the day and blah, blah, blah. Coming down, though, them having to travel down to us. And we had, when you look at it, the, the squad we had out was quite strong now, albeit missing a few and there was suspensions and lads out of position. Mm. Is Kevin Wright in saying that those are games that you probably, like, we should probably have four points off Harps already this season, maybe? 100%, yeah. Yeah, look, as you're saying, look, uh, away from home, yeah, going up there, the pitch up there is terrible, so... So you, you get over that a bit. Um, but like when we're at home, um, especially after having a train loss the, the, the week before, um, even before that coming off like four wins in a row against teams around us, which which is what made the four in a row very good, um, was the fact that it was all teams around us. Um, but yeah, no, look, um, obviously uh, you would expect a bit more um, creative ways going forward. Um Look, as you said, the injuries are kind of catching us and you can kind of notice as well that, like, obviously we have a good team going out, but there isn't much on the bench if we do go that one alone or or, or, or we need that goal in the second half, you know. Um, like, if we had a fully fit squad, like, Joe, you could have the likes of success coming off or he could be starting and somebody else could be coming on. Um, so, yeah, so look, hopefully we can get the injury sorted out and, and obviously stop with suspensions as well would, would be a massive help. Yeah, yeah, Um Again, Kevin, it seems to be these are the two that we're picking out again, the two Finn Harp games, but they're the two probably most uncharacteristic-like performances when we think of trees. You know, I think Mark Loden said it in his interview after. That's not what we're about, but it just, again, when we were up there, we saw firsthand, I won't say the lack of fight, but we were just out-muscled, kind of bullied around the pitch, and it was the same again on, on Friday night a little bit. Well, I will say, because there was a lack of fight. So... <laughs> Okay. Do you know how but, but yeah. there was there's, there's no point in sugar cutting it. There was a lack of fight. Finn Harps yeah. were better all over the pitch in terms of that. And it's the second time it's happened against them, whether some lads just not up for the physical battle against against Harps or what it is, but it is it's the second time it's happened. Mm. And do you know like like both performances against Finn Harps so far this season were absolutely terrible. Doesn't there's, there's no yeah. There's no way around it. Like, there's no point in lying about it. They were terrible. They were absolutely terrible last Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just just on that, Mark, when he came out in his interview after, you could see, you could tell by him how, how frustrated and annoyed and disappointed he was. 
and and he said it's more up up to those older players on the squad to get the team fired up. You saw Harps the last day. You saw the likes of Keith Cowan, and I said it. I think the first day. He was he wasn't even playing, but every throw, every corner, every tackle was celebrated like it was a goal, and it was just that intensity that they brought. Now I don't know if they do it every other game or whatever, but we that's something that Lud's kind of pointed out that the senior players definitely should have showed up, and maybe some of them went missing a little bit, Kev. Yeah, but look at the same time, then like because I'll be harsh, but I think I'll try and be fair as well. Is like as chaps as chaps were saying, like when. You, you kind of look at our bench and all, if it's, it's all right saying it's up to the senior players, but we didn't really have all of our senior players. We didn't no, have that true. many senior players available, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it helps to have more of the senior players in the squad for when it is up to the senior players. And look, that's the thing about the, about the lads we have. I think I always try and call it exactly how I see it. Like I, I, like I said, I've made my feelings very clear about the performance last Friday and... Like the ball performances against Hamps, but you could tell that Lods was as annoyed as anyone is going to be. And I'm sure a lot of the senior lads in there are going to be annoyed as a lad like they don't need to be told. Do you know, there's no doubt that they'll be walking their bollocks off to, to get back to it more the way we see them. But, you know, like it's it, to be honest, I, I, I thought it was good as well to see how annoyed Lods was. Like I know the standards the lads have, and I know the kind they are. This, you know, he didn't need to say it in an interview to know the way the lads will carry on after it, but I think it was very clear he wasn't at all pleased. Like, no, no, yeah. and and on that, on that chaps as well, you like, I think something that they took real aim at as well is the lack of chances they created because even for the first opening 10 11 minutes before the penalty, even after the penalty, if you want to say, we had the majority of the ball, we were going forward, mm. and then we started the final third, and it just collapsed a small bit. Mm. Yeah, and and look, obviously, look, I, I know the, the start, um, but like over the last few games, like we have been creating chances, like even against Galway, like up until their penalty, like so we were well in the game. Um, so I, I I don't know what happened this week. Maybe it's just Finn Harps were set up well, um, and we just couldn't break them down. I I I'm not sure. Um, but look, obviously, like you have the likes there of like um, uh, you have the likes of like Connor Barry. Assist so far this season, so I'll try and get, try and get him out the ball more. Um, didn't really get Willie into the game that much. Um, and you can see Ben Arrieran's a massive loss at right full as well. No, look, obviously Stephen Christopher's doing okay there, um, but you could see he was being massively muscled out by by De Silva for the whole game. Um, so so yeah, and, and obviously then you miss kind of Christopher's influence further up the pitch as well, which 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 is which is big. Yeah. Um. And and Kevin on that moving from Ludz's interview to Tommy's interview and Tommy speaking to the Limerick leader during the week. Um, he's Treaty United manager. Tommy Warris believes injuries and suspensions have finally caught up with his side, caught up on this already small squad, but is confident his side can get back to winning ways soon. Do you reckon that it is those kind of, so the other night you're missing, say suspension-wise you're missing Ben and Andy, two of your kind of starting back four, if you want to call it. Then you're losing Christopher, who's further up the pitch. Um, and and we already know how how long the injury list is. Anto's probably still not one hundred percent. Connor Barry didn't look one hundred percent the other night. So, do you think it is a thing that that's finally catching up a small bit? It's bound to at some stage. Do you know when when we're already kind of behind other teams in in terms of everything really? Um, it's it's bound to catch up then when you when you lose what you have and you know like we just started to look 
as solid as as we did before with with the back four that was there with Ben, Andy, Darren, and Lods or or Lee David like one or the other had been in there, and now you take two of them away. Like it's it's not it's bound to and as and as we know, I think um Connor Barry had missed training the whole week before as well. Mm. So uh, like you know, I think Alec Bourne had missed training the whole week before. Willie had missed the training the whole week before. So look, that obviously plays a part. It obviously plays a part, and I'd, I'd be the first one to, to say if I if I thought it was bullshit, he was just making excuses. But like when you already have a small squad, you can't really afford to be losing one or two, let alone. Like who are we missing? Walji, success, Andy, Ben. Am I forgetting anyone there? Walji, success, Andy, Ben. Uh, no, I think you have everyone there. But like there, there are four fellas who'd start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who could start? Like they might not start, but they could start. Or even at that, like if if success is there, then either himself or Dino, you have something to come off the bench, you know. Yeah. yeah, like obviously Stephen Christopher in midfield, he's a great engine, gets in around um if Ben is there, Andy has been absolutely brilliant. I think we spoke about himself and Ben being kinda of unsung a bit. Um and I think that's so like these aren't just nobodies that we're missing, like they're very important players and I think someone like Walshi as well for the Finn Haps game, you know, that's that's his kind of game. He'd love that. He'd be yeah. able to give yeah. give back twice what he got of anyone in the Harps team. So look, they're important players and as a nine is the the performances, I don't think it excuses some of the lack of fight because you still have 11 fellas out there that can still fucking put a leg in and yeah. run around and do this and that. Like, but to know it'd be nonsense to say that it, that it didn't have an effect, like, yeah. And and on that, chaps, I suppose the, the break after I think we have three games in the break, the break is kind of coming at the perfect time for 3D, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously. Like um, like the likes of Walshie and success. Like I don't know how far they're away from coming back, but obviously having that break will will be a big help for us. Um, so yeah, so hopefully they can get back as soon as possible. Another thing as well with injuries, like and I know people always say it, that, you know, they're not full time and uh, and blah, blah blah, but but it does affect like especially the fact that you have to go into to a job the following day or 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 for the week ahead, and like you don't have that time to kind of um recover and get the best treatment possible because you're because you you have to go in and do a a, a, full, a full job uh week after week you know so so it is kind of tough at, at the same time yeah and and kevin that's something that dino's folks saw openly about a couple of weeks ago when we had him on about the, the the struggles of trying to balance it when you are picking up injuries or when you are trying to recover now for him he said he's lucky enough that on a friday he, he has saturday off like but for those who aren't teachers in the squad and have other jobs, and again, not making excuses, but trying to get your body right, it's very difficult in 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 the status of the club we have at the minute. Yeah, just when Chop said it there, I, I was just going to bring up Dean on myself. Like I don't think people realise just 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 how how tough it is and how different it is to other lads. And even I seen in a quote from Tommy somewhere, and it's it's kind of a funny quote, but it's not as well as true at the same time. It's, like like you brought it up there, Pat, to the put the Galway lads sunning themselves, and like yeah. Tommy said that one of the lads is a postman, and he had eighteen thousand steps done before we play Galway. But like another way to look at that is, I don't know who who is a postman. Which one of them is a postman? Oh, um, oh, fuck it. Uh, well, look, it doesn't matter. No matter who it is, like look at it. Say, if that was 
if that had been Conor Barry or or Willie or Alec or any of them, any of the lads that has had knocks, like instead of being able to go to the physio and getting the recovery the way other teams could, like you can't just ring on post and say, "Here, I have a slight little strain there on my calf. I'm not coming to work today." Do you know that's not how it works. Like so, yeah, they're still out there having to do that and and, and stuff like that, regardless. You know it's. It's unfortunate I'm fucking sick to death going on about us being amateur and all as well now, but it's just the reality, it's just the truth. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, it is a small bit, to be fair. And look, it is important to highlight it as well. Um, but overall, look, it was, they all said it's very flat performance, something that we're not used to. And I suppose as well, Kevin, it's especially after going four in a row of wins, the Galway game, you look, you said it's a free hit, but then not to get the reaction... Like, you know, if you could say, okay, we were after winning four out of the last five, or we're unbeaten in four out of the last five going into Waterford, which is another free hit, really. Now, Tommy said also that we are playing Waterford. Everyone expects us to beat them, which is probably right. Um, But they'll have to earn it. But you could also, the other side of that, you could say, okay, we're after going from winning four in a row to possibly losing three in a row. So your four in a row kind of work gets counteracted straight away. No, 100%. Look, it's, it's... Which is why I think the the flat performance is extra disappointing against Harps because it is sandwiched in between two matches that are very unlikely for us to win. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you would have liked to have like no one would have batted an eyelid if we had a loss to Galway, a win against Harps, a loss to Waterford. But as yeah. you said, now all of a sudden it looks like three losses in a row, and one of them stands out as a very bad performance at home. Right in the middle of when we were trying to get a buzz going again and try and get crowds up a bit, and you know we did get crowds up a bit. I don't know what the crowd was for for Finn Harps, but uh, you know we were asking six thirty. Well, so we we kept some of the crowds, a small bit of the crowd from <laughs> from the Galway game. Like, it's not but like, if you look at no, but like if you look at like we've been getting four or five hundred times this year. We got probably eight hundred three defence against Galway. It was down yeah. to 600 because it was Harps and it wasn't Galway. Sure, like, that performance isn't exactly going to have everyone rushing back to the Marcus Field for the two games in a week, is it? No, and, and two massive games in a week as well because they're two around us, like, you know. Um, yeah, uh, look, let's have a look at what some listeners said about the match um, on, on Friday. Uh, there were some really interesting ones and there were some apes as well on the treaty page. Uh, calling for Tommy to leave again, ridiculous. But anyway, um, Jordan's fans, Jordan's fans. Um, okay. Um, Luke Hendy says scoreline flattered them, although they did deserve to win. Unfortunately, just couldn't get going. Played well for parts of the game, except in the final third. Can't recall the keeper really making a save by one excellent one in the second half. I blame the Limerick leader. Um, Johnny sixty eight says. Never got to grips with their midfield, and the lad up top showed what a hard-working striker does for a team. Uh, Trevor says, go rogue, go broke. Uh, Harry Coyne says, for a team slowed down, I was impressed by Harp's setup. Absolutely destroyed our midfield and looked very solid at the back. Lad up front was a menace all game. Big man says, shout out to those kids who sold stole the Finn Harp's bottles. That was class. Probably the only class thing that night. Um, yeah. Some of those... Some of those I, I kind of agree with, and so I think the big recurring theme was the midfield. How how Harps kind of bullied our midfield, 
um, a small bit. They, they kind of picked up all the dirty ball, all the loose ball, and uh, well, look, well, well yeah, that's but that's the thing. They've had that against us twice, and I think um, and we've already kind of been accused of picking them up, but I think Alec Bourne is kind of a player who looks good when things are going well. And it's the second time against him where he's looked like he was afraid of his fucking life to put a leg in. And and that's that's not going to do. It's it's a similar it's not going to do. Like it's he's, he's good on the ball, he's he's good at getting us moving, he's a good passer of the ball, he's probably our best at at all that stuff, but the amount of fucking times he pulled out of challenges on Friday was ridiculous and it was the same up there. And that doesn't help when, when you're going up against a team like like Harps and it's to be honest, I think it's the reason why they were able to boss field so easily. Mm. And I and I'm not picking I'm not picking them up for any reason. I don't know the young player. I've never spoken him, but I don't care. But that's you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. see it. Like, that, but that's but that's where I had not having a one or someone you know, that's where in, the injuries come into the game because someone like Walshi wouldn't have let that happen so easily, like. Yeah, and even Alec himself who 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 was strapped up and I was I was obviously carrying a knock. You know, we didn't have the luxury of maybe not starting him if he wasn't, you know, hundred percent fit. Like that's a game where if Walshie's not in the team, I think, and Alec is starting against teams where we're going to keep the ball. It's not going to be a battle where Tommy makes the switch and says, "Right, so Alec, you're going to step out this week because Walshie is going to live this game. This is going to be Walshie's yeah. game." And like, up. like I said, like it's not some big mad attacker on fucking Alec Bourne. He's just, he's just not that type of player. He's a kind of player who likes to get on the ball, play the ball, and. Look, without the likes of him, we wouldn't have won four in a row because we wouldn't have been moving the ball as well in Mifine and transitioning as well and keeping the ball as well as, as stuff like so. He was vital to that, but for a game like the Finham's one, he's just not suited to it. And like we just had, like you said, we had no one else to put in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, and I don't know, it's just. Harps seem like one of those teams, chaps, that not that they want to play football against you. They they either want to battle you and if you don't out-battle them, they'll win the game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always been the way with them. Um for as long as I can remember anyway. Um like it's always like like football fo- football doesn't matter. Like it's it's all about getting physical, it's all about um getting into their faces. Um and they seem to do it very well. Um, like it's amazing, like how, like how, how they've ch- changed managers and they still go through this process of going down, time wasting. Um, it never changed with them, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, their physical physicality is definitely their main trait. Um, and do you know what? It, it is actually impressive. Um, how they can do a week in week out. Well, I'm guessing they do. I don't watch them week in week out, but I'm guessing that's the way they play every week. But um. But yeah, no, look, um, it's it's kind of the thing that kind they kind of live off is like getting their set piece, and um, then holding out, and and they seem to do it well. Yeah, yeah, um, right. So move moving on swiftly. Let's let's have a look at the the table as things stand. Um, luckily, te- teams around us look teams didn't go too far ahead of us and didn't go too far behind us. Or, but. You've got away now with 45 points, 12 points ahead of Waterford on 33. Then from Bray, who are on 24, all the way down to Harps, who are on 17th, sitting in ninth place, is separated by seven points. So it's really, really tight. Three there, one point and 
five goals of goal difference after playoffs. And and uh yeah. So Kevin, more so about Waterford. I mean look, we won't get to, to have a podcast after Waterford, but a brief kind of preview into Waterford, but more importantly Wexford and how big of a match Wexford is on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday in the Marcus Field. Yeah, look, it'll all depend on it'll be a big one either way, but if you, if you want to take that what everyone thinks is gonna happen happens against Waterford then then the Wexford one will be massive altogether, you know, like um look even if we were to lose the Waterford and we were to go four behind the playoffs, it's 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 not that big of a deal. I think the lads have shown already you know this season that they're capable of going on little runs and getting ourselves back up around us. But you know, you wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be getting into the territory or losing four or five in a row kind of a thing either, you know? Yeah. So I think the the, the Wexford one will be the big one and like to be honest, as 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 shit as it sounds realistically, um I'd hope to just come out of Waterford with well, obviously if we can get any kind of result at all massive but I'd be just praying to Christ we can get out of there with no injuries and, and start getting a few bodies back for Wexford because is, is, is Ben's last one or is he second last one? This is Ben's last one. Last one, yeah. Yeah, so, we, so we'll have Ben and Andy back for the Wexford game which is fucking huge. You know, I know I know we'll have Andy back for Waterford but like we'll have both of the lads back we'll have our back four back for for Wexford so we'd be able to move Stevie Christopher back into the middle you know and well please God touch him wood now that I'm actually have to touch him wood now that, you know, that we can come out of Waterford with a clean bill of health like yeah yeah and chaps on that if we could look we'd bite anyone's hand off for even a draw below in Waterford but look if we all think what happen happens the best case scenario like Kevin said get out of there without any injuries and fully focus on on um, Wexford, on Wexford. Yeah. yeah, no, Kevin, Kevin's bang on, yeah, just make sure you get out there with no injuries, no suspensions on Friday. Um, but look, you never know what could happen. Look, people didn't expect us to go and win 2-0 and turn us across last year either, and we did. So, so you just never know. Like, But um, but yeah, the main thing is just getting out there with it, with, with, with no kind of negativity around suspensions or, 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 or injuries. Uh, moving on to the next week then, two massive, they're both home games, aren't they? They're both home games, yeah. Yeah, two massive games. Um, yeah, look, to be honest, from what I've seen so far this season, um, I think the only team that's around us that's kind of um, we we've struggled against is Finn Harps. Like, like, like we were the three of us were up in Bray. Um, they were they were they were okay, but like we 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 won that well. Um, I wasn't down on Wexford, but we we, we could have won that as well. Um, and. Is it Cove on Friday? Is it Cove at home on Friday? Yeah, yeah. Like even the two times we played Cove, like they beat, they might have beat us three in the Marcus Field, but we we play we played well for an hour until they scored. And if we kept attacking down to St Commons Park, we we would have got a win as well. Um. So, yeah. No, look, they're two massive games. Um. But look, I I I'll be I'll be very confident. Um. Going into them. Um. Just hoping that we can get like even even if we lose on Friday. Just as long as it's a close game, just so the boys don't lose their confidence going into Monday, which is big. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, the last time we played Waterford, was it was a similar situation. We played them on the Monday after a Friday game and we put out a much rotated squad. I think it was the first time we'd seen Darren Noenko start a game. I think Scott Kirkland started. There was a few other changes. 
would you be of the thing of the thinking maybe with our as Tommy says our full our amateur situation and players and you know suspensions and blah 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 would you rotate the spot Friday or would you still put out your strongest start 11 kind of sit back and try and get a draw off Waterford with Monday in mind or what way would you approach it if you were Tommy we don't have anyone to rotate <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got well, four subs well no we had a, we had a full we, well yeah <laughs> when I say we had a full uh, subs bench there was a lot of uh, young lads on the yeah, bench like, you look, like, who, like who was on the bench the other day like so Josh Coughlin and, and Nico and like yeah, like it's one thing bringing in a few lads, but like it's one thing bringing in a few lads, but you wouldn't want to be kind of sending young lads into the wolves either, would you? You know, it wouldn't no. be like if you fill a team with say what's there with young Cody and Kirkland and Nico and the likes like it's not gonna do them the best to be fucking taking a hammer and down water, but you know you'd more want to be or a goal difference either. Them in. Yeah. yeah. Not even that, but you you'd, you'd more want to be bringing them young lads into better situations and you know, bring them in a bit more slowly than just fucking batting them to the wolves and letting them get the bollocks bare out of them. Like, I, look, they could surprise everyone as well, but that's not a risk I'd be taking with young lads that we're trying to develop at the minute either. You know, I don't think it'd look good either for prospective young lads if, if you're looking at a manager who, who do something like that. And I think Tommy's, Tommy's better at bringing through young lads and protecting young lads than that. Like, And will someone please, love of Christ, tell me what's going on with Fionn? <laughs> yeah, I know. He hasn't featured in a good while. I hope it's nothing, nothing too serious. I'd love to see him get a run. It's somewhere in the team. Just his pace, his energy. I just think, yeah, he he could be up there with Darren as one that we're kind of looking at as a breakout star. Um, chaps, let's say, no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we play him up front on Friday night with Lee Darren. Um, Dennis Bean. Then. Um. So, chaps, it's it. the last time we played Waterford at home, our team was Halla, Ben, uh, Lee, Success, Andy, Willie, Scott Kirkland, Colin Kelly, Martin Coughlin, Darren Collins and Darren Nowenko. Um, Same question go to you. Would you rot- rotate slightly with like the likes of Enda? Now, lads who, who probably wouldn't be able to play 180 minutes in, in four days or three days, would you look to rotate with Monday in mind or would you try and still put out your kind of strongest 11 that's available to you and have a go off it. Um. Yeah. No. You see, the only tough thing is the is the fact that like it's three games in a week, so that that's why it's tough. But like, obviously, the two games next week are are, are more important in regards to table wise. Um. Mm. But yeah. No. Look, you, you could rotate a small bit, like Joe. Like even if you're not putting in the young lads, like you can still put in the likes of Darren and Colin Kelly, Martin Coughlin, you know. Um. So they're still kind of like. Ex- like obviously not full, very very much experience, but like people who have played in the first team already, and um, that could come in and and give give some of the boys a rest. Um, like even if we wanted to start like Savinda and bring him off early or something like that, um, and the same with like Dino and all them. Um, but yeah, no, to be honest, I'd probably put out um as close to a certain team as possible because you don't want to just throw in the white flag either, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And by the sounds of Tommy's uh, interview with the Limerick leader this week, it sounds like they're going to have a go off because he did say if they're going to beat us, they're going to have to earn it. So, mm. with the help of God. Um, let's have a look at predictions. So, um, 
last week none of us got anything right and we all predicted wins for Treaty and how wrong were we but um, Chops we'll let you take Darren's predictions this week so you you can have a think for Waterford and, and Wexford and yeah. uh, let us know Kevin I'll go to you for Waterford first what you think it'll be 3-0 Waterford I had the exact same 3-0 and Chops um, I I think I think we'll keep it close. I'd say two one to Waterford. Two one. I was going to say right, you're going to turn into Darren altogether if you had us getting a result. <laughs> I had that confidence. <laughs> Kevin Wexford. Um, one nil treaty. One nil treaty in the score, Kev. Young in the current. Young in the current. I'm going to go with 3 0 3 And I'm going to go Dino, Canterbury, and Enda. Uh, Chaps? Uh, 2 0 3 And scores, Chaps? Um, I'm going to go Dino and, and Canterbury. Dino and Canterbury. Perfect. Um, before we let you go, chaps, we usually get a away day report from Darren, but seeing how vocal you are at matches referees, I'm going to get your referee report from oh Friday night. I think it'll be a fun segment. Um, where do I start? Do you want to know his name first, or do you know his name? I do. I can't remember, to be honest. Paul Norton. Um, I'm trying to think back in the game. What did you do bad? <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me about this before the podcast. <laughs> um, look, to be honest, I think it's and it's a massive thing with most referees is this whole teams going down time waste and pretending they're injured. Um, it's it's getting annoying now at the moment. Like you know, like how many times does that number eight in the middle go down? Um, and then smiling up at us and stuff like that. Referees really need to cop on. Um, they really need to take more control over that. Even if it comes to the stage where they're literally getting a second watch and every time they go down, pause the watch so they know exactly how much that on and to try and stop it. I think they have that. Have they? Yeah, well, in the GA anyway, I know for a fact. So the GA, you're told to keep two watches. You let one watch yeah. run for the, let's say, the 70 minutes or whatever. And every time then there's a stoppage, you put the other watch on. And when the play yeah. resumes, you click the other watch, and then that tells you at the end how much you had on. Yeah, so it's yeah. the same in, in, in football, like. But yeah, and and the other thing is over goal kicks and all. Like how many how many times did I keep? How much did I keep her waste before he's actually booked? Do you know? Um, like if you book him early on, he's not going to do it again. And yeah, the guy was in the ninety minutes to book the keepers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second minute was the keeper was putting it. Yeah, as if as if look at me, as if look at me. I done something. My body's done that the last thirty minutes, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but look, obviously, look, the 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 penalty was the right decision. Um, yeah, I can't really think, Jamie. You have me on the spot there. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's just, and yeah. and as as Kevin said, I love Rona or Freeze like so. <laughs> Do you know what, chaps? Going forward, now I'm going to get you to send me a voice note every week of your assessment of the referee, and I'm going to add it into the podcast. I do it straight after that. So I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Walking out of the Marcus field. 
Um, yeah. Actually, something on referees I saw as well this week. We don't even have a chat about it, but I'll just put it out that I think some of the players and maybe the PFA. I'm not sure if the PFA is doing it, but they're looking to sit down and air grievances with referees. Now I'm sure that's more Premier Division than First Division that'll be doing it, but it's definitely something worthwhile. I saw mm. his name Alan Cawley talking about it today, and the whole attitude from referees that he's speaking to us when they're getting criticised is, um, oh, why are you criticising me? Uh, I did this is this or that is that instead of saying, yeah, do you know what? We got that one wrong. Uh, we're human. Like the goalkeeper made a mistake or the fullback made a mistake or blah, blah, blah. And I, and I think that's the whole conversation that they're going to sit down and having mm. with the referee or almost not holding the vengeance. That'd be wrong to say, but they're reacting poorly to the criticism. I think, mm. no, that's probably wrong to say. Anyway. But yeah, just something interesting. So maybe the standard of officiating might improve slightly in the league. Um, Kevin, another desperate attendance on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not when, even talking, I'm not just repeating the same things again that we've said 400 million times. Yeah, yeah. Well, chaps, let's get your view on it. Uh, we went from a thousand people against Galway the week before, a thousand and three people down to six hundred and thirty people against Finn Harps on Friday night. That's um, yeah. Look, that's just that's just Limerick sport, lads. Um, obviously, it's the same with every sport. Like they come, they come out when you're winning. Uh, when they're losing, then they don't bother their holes, you know. Um, yeah. Like, like you, you seen there for years, like going to Limerick hurling games, especially like before they were winning all Ireland's. Like you could, you could have to pick your seats in the Gaelic rounds for a league game. Now they're all sold out, you know. Like if if we stop winning in the next few years, you're gonna have to pick your seats again. Like it's just the way it is. I just don't get the whole, um, how 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 many people in the in the city love love this love the sport of soccer. And look, it's great to see, but like, why can't you just come up for for two hours and and support your local team? Um, people making up excuses and fifteen euros too much money. They're having a laugh, like. Um, like people want the final tickets. A terrace ticket is thirty euro. Yeah, and a stand ticket for the other grounds is forty euro on yeah. Sunday week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's it, and it's never going to change. It doesn't matter how many times we talk about it in this podcast or or on Twitter or whatever. It's never going to change, and that's just unfortunate. Um, do, you, do you think? Do you think even like the boss was there? Obviously, after winning four in a row, okay, you lose to Galway, who are a full time team. You have a thousand people there, but like after losing one in five, and having four out of your five games before the break, so two out of our three next games before the break are at home. Maturity, especially coming into the summer now, you thought you'd see, like, I don't know, I I, I wasn't expecting a thousand against Finsar because I, I thought we'd at least get 800 people, to be honest with you. And I know it's under only 170, but you can tell in the ground that it was flat even from us in the ground. It was flat in the pitch, it was flat from us. No, That's because our drum was gone. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> our, our drum went missing. Yeah. Yeah, our drum was nowhere yeah. to be seen. Yeah, um, yeah, look, uh, obviously, um, look, we, we can do our best to get people up. Um, they probably came up and they were like, "Oh, look, another Trina loss. Why would I come back?" You know, um, mm-hmm. they obviously don't look into the fact that Galway at that point, I don't even know how many games are gone, but like they've only lost one game all season. Like, do people wouldn't look at that? They just look at, "Oh, it's Trina loss." Um, like they don't. It was a penalty, and another goal was in the last minute. You know, so like, there's there's a lot of factors. Um, I don't know how. How to improve it? Um, look, obviously, 
things can help by like I don't know uh, selling alcohol on the ground. I don't know if they can even do that. Um, uh, you know, kind of make it like uh, a place to go before you go to town, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, to be honest, unless you're in the Premier, you won't be getting attendances. It was the same. Kevin, if you remember, like it's same Limerick FC, like we're we're getting these attendances before we got promoted as well. You know, so it's yeah, not 100%. Really you just yeah. haven't been around long enough here, Jamie, to get used to. Well, no, I, uh, I was there. I wasn't with you, but I was sitting in the Marcus Field when, you, when we got promoted out in Tobin Park as well in, in Jackman. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, I, I'm... I, I still blame the name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has an awful lot to do with it, I suppose. I have a personal vendetta against that fucking name. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, our drum went missing, no sign of a drum, so we ended up playing a, a substitute drum with a plank of wood. That by, yeah, yeah, by the midway through the second half, there was a hole in the drum. Um, some young fellas robbed energized from Finhart mentors who were throwing them onto the pitch, which are not, well, we, all look, we all kept supporting the team though, that's grand. <laughs> um, I found out you're not allowed to do that actually so they're not the, the reason they were standing over away so apparently you're not allowed to throw water onto the pitch that the water has to be left off the pitch and the players have to come off the side of the pitch to drink it and have to be kind of brought back on if that makes sense so that's what the, the Harps boys were doing so there'll be no cheating in our game so I'm delighted we took the water the energizer whatever we took off them exactly a cone got thrown on the pitch no, no, I so. <laughs> when they scored their third goal, <laughs> you can see it's it a big orange goal getting fucked onto the pitch while they were celebrating. That was nowhere near him, like, but <laughs> it just moved on. And it was down there, you know, where Martin stands for the matches. But it was he hardly threw it. No, I know. Imagine the them on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Martin got the corner spinning kick. <laughs> Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah, just a couple of yeah. Um, yeah, any other business to talk about, boys? Or let you go? Um, no, all quiet. No, all quiet. Kev? Yeah. Huh? Any other treaty or League of Ireland related business before I let you go? No, just everyone's there supporting the team. That's all that matters. Exactly. Support <laughs> the and do sit up with us. Definitely sit up with us. And we need six stems to Waterford. Get your names in for the bus. <laughs> That's never going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> um, right, so, chaps, thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, lads. Um, Kevin, as always, thank you very much. Up, chaps. <laughs> and whatever about Waterford, but two massive games in the Marcus Field. So, how many of you are listening... Do come along and bring one or two with you because it'll make an awful difference um, to the team. They've said it before, so... Yeah, like Chops bring down because of all that kind of thing. <laughs> no. No. There you go. Right, so boys, thanks very much. Much appreciated. We'll uh, talk to you next week at some stage. Hopefully with four points, at least. That's it. Please, God. Bye now. Bye now. See you later. Good luck. Thank you.
Thank you.